0: What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So, today I'm going to talk about the Defeat the Mandate protests that just happened in Washington, D.C. I'll tell you a little bit about the one that went down in Oakland and the protests they have in Berkeley. I am also going to game you guys up on what is happening in the virtual reality world because, unfortunately, The child sex predators have found this little world, and they are exploiting the fuck out of it. I was lucky enough to be able to talk to a guy named Maze Marlowe, who is an adult filmmaker in virtual reality world, and he's seen what's going down firsthand. So I will get to all that in just a minute, but let's talk about Defeat the Mandate Protests. So last Sunday, the Defeat the Mandate protest was held in Washington, D.C. There were some great speakers like Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, Robert Kennedy Jr., and other doctors associated with the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. So it was a huge turnout. Of course, mainstream media acted like nothing was going on or it was just some crazy white supremacists out there trying to lynch motherfuckers. But you were able to actually view it on different spots on the internet. I think the only mainstream media coverage I actually saw was literally just trying to downplay all the people that were there. So fuck them. But anyway, it was awesome. It had a huge turnout. It was fucking freezing there. And these people still turned out to protest. These doctors and Robert Kennedy Jr. still turned out to speak to the crowd. And that's going to tell you something right there. These people are fucking not having these unconstitutional mandates. And in Oakland, they had an anti-mandate protest as well. So that, I wasn't expecting hella people to show up to that because let's be real, Oakland is what 10 minutes from San Francisco, and this is the epicenter of this insanity. I mean, San Francisco, I think, was the first city to actually implement a vaccine passport. Oakland is trying to do the same thing right now good fucking luck doing that on the east side fucking dumb bitches but anyway I went to that it was cool there was a lot of people there there was like a drum circle so it kind of had like the atmosphere of a music festival versus a straight up protest there was only one fucking asshole that showed up and tried to start a fight and of course he chose like the smallest guy to try to start a fight with so we ran him off and then the next day Sunday. We went to the pedestrian bridge located in Berkeley, California, and it crosses busy-ass Highway 580. Now, probably thousands of cars pass this pedestrian bridge every day. When we first got there, there were some protesters protesting some uh, Palestinian thing. They turned out to be racist little cunts, but let's not even, let's skip over that thing. We'll just move on. But anyway, we set up and everything, and basically hella cars were honking giving support and then we'd have a few cars drive by that would roll their windows down to flip us off so it was actually kind of a double whammy good thing we got to let our side know they're not alone and we got to piss off some morons that want daddy newsome telling them they have to wear a face diaper so it worked out so every sunday between three and five at the pedestrian bridge in berkeley They hang these banners from it so everybody on 580 can see they're not alone and they have support and not wanting these ridiculous unscientific mandates. It's fucking madness. We have a lot of the support coming from the truck drivers because I'm sure, as most people have heard, the Canadian truck drivers are doing this huge convoy for anti-mandates. They're not anti-vaccine in any way. This is an anti-mandate Canadian truck driver convoy. And I actually found this post from the Ottawa Freedom Convoy just to clear up some misconceptions. And this is from a trucker. And they're facts that the media are not sharing. The trucking convoy is not anti-vaccination. It's an anti-government mandate protest. Many of us are vaccinated. We simply believe that every Canadian should be free to choose and face no discrimination or restrictions on their freedom due to their choice. The Canadian Trucking Alliance is a spineless private organization that does not speak for us. No more lockdowns. No forced vaccinations. And yes, it is force when you choose between a shot you don't want and your ability to feed yourself. Truckers will not block emergency vehicles at any point ever, and will even assist any person in need at any point in the convoy or protest. Safety plans are in place. Drivers have been briefed and signed documents at their respective checkpoints. Money raised, which is now over $4 million, will be distributed following a strict procedure. Drivers must register, check in with their respective road captains, and submit receipts in order to be reimbursed. All remaining funds will be donated to Veterans Association in Canada. There is a lawyer and accountant overseeing this. So guys, that is directly from the Canadian convoy. Don't listen to the mainstream media. They're going to try to convince you that this is a protest against unsafe highways. No the fuck it's not. There are a lot of lies floating around out there. And that's all it is. It's just propaganda to turn you against these people. And American truck drivers have now joined in. But check this out. This is breaking as of today. The tool known as Justin Trudeau put this out saying, Last night I learned that I've been exposed to COVID-19. My rapid test result was negative. I'm following at Ottawa health rules and isolating for five days. I feel fine and will be working from home. Stay safe, everyone. and Please get vaccinated. This fucking World Economic Forum tool is totally lying. He just doesn't want to deal with the Canadian truck drivers that are about to be in his city knocking on his door. But he's claiming COVID contamination, so he's going to isolate. No, he's just acting like an absolute spineless little bitch, which i He's always kind of been that way. You know, he had a sexual relationship with a student when he was a teacher fucking days ago, and he paid off this girl like millions of dollars so she wouldn't bring it out. So, this fucking guy, I don't know why he hasn't been canceled. We got blackface pictures, we got him fucking underage students. He's a member of the World Economic Forum, so maybe that is why he hasn't been canceled. And he's ruling Canada. Canadians, you guys gotta stop this madness. Look into Justin Trudeau. He is part of the World Economic Foundation, Klaus Schwab's little gang. So is Joe Biden. This is a fucking club and we are not a part of it. We are just the little peasants and they want to be our custodians. So no more. Just got to fucking stop it. We got to put our feet down. You give them an inch and they will take a mile. I think I've said this before. You cannot comply your way out of tyranny. It is not possible. They literally want to vaccinate the entire world. And check this out. This last Tuesday, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, who is a Republican from Wisconsin, held a panel discussion with doctors and medical researchers who have treated COVID-19 vaccine injuries. And they're researching the safety and efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines, patients who have experienced adverse events due to the COVID-19 vaccine, and vaccine mandates. So let me just give you some of the numbers military doctors have turned over about their findings. Neurological issues have a 1,000% increase from a baseline average of 82,000 to 863,000. Okay. Neurologic issues. This is fucking pilots are having neurologic issues. Cancer has an almost 300% increase The five-year average is 38,700, and it's risen to 114,645, and that's just the first 11 months of 2021. Pulmonary embolisms has had a 467% increase. Myocardial infarction, 269% increase. Bell's palsy, 291% increase. Miscarriages, There is a 300% increase in 2021 over the five-year average. The five-year average was 1,499 for miscarriages per year. During the first 10 months of 2021, it was at 4,182. Congenital malformations for children of military personnel has seen an increase of 156%. Female infertility has had a 471% increase. You guys, these numbers should scare the hell out of you. This is coming from the military. These are military doctors that have risked everything to bring this evidence up, to be whistleblowers. And that fucking bitch from Facebook that was a supposed whistleblower, she got a spot on the nightly news or whatever that shit was. And this was just some little quiet hearing and the mainstream media is completely ignoring it. Hmm, I wonder why. So moving on to total corruption and people that should be charged with crimes against humanity, I have told you guys about Echo Health Alliance and Peter Daszak for, I don't know, maybe what, a year and a half, a year, Um, but somehow most of the general public still don't know who Peter Daszak is. They've never heard of Echo Health Alliance, and check this shit out. Echo Health Alliance received a $4.7 million grant from Biden's USAID, effective October 21st, 2021. This is the group funded by National Institute of Health for COVID gain-of-function research that escaped the Wuhan Institute of Virology in 2019, and they are now rewarded after failing to report findings required by a previous grant like, how does that even make sense? Why would this group get any more funding sent to them? But they have. This is the same Peter Daszak that was appointed by the World Health Organization to investigate where COVID came from. I don't see how every American isn't extremely pissed about this. This is our tax money being sent to that fucking Brit so he could go meddle around more in virology in fucking China where apparently they just have lab leaks all the time. This is our money being sent to this guy again, this guy who literally kicked off this pandemic and actually a couple of years before the pandemic was talking about how to get vaccinations out there to people, and how that would be good for the shareholders. I mean, it's been going on for days. The evidence has been out there, and mainstream media just straight up ignores it. So, moving on from COVID, because there's only so much I can talk about this and not lose my ever fucking mind, because it's like the same shit Groundhog Day style over and over and over but we're moving on to the cesspool of virtual reality now i'm sure you guys have heard about it i'm sure you've seen the videos of people just like straight up running into walls and nearly knocking themselves out because they have these little devices over their faces and they're so immersed in this world it's like their brain believes they're there so what i'm gonna do today I was able to sit down and talk to a really cool guy named Maze Marlowe, who is an adult filmmaker in virtual reality. Yes, you heard that right. It's a whole thing that's going on. And he brought to my attention, there is a game out there called Virtual Reality Chat, and it's marketed towards children. He is literally on a crusade right now to get the word out to parents that their children are not safe in this game. And he's basically lost everything. He's been banned from all of these channels and kind of just ostracized and nobody is helping this guy out. No one is spreading the word when there are people in positions with platforms that are related to virtual reality that could help him get the word out, but they're silent about it. And I kind of came to the conclusion that it's based upon money. They don't want to get canceled themselves. The game developers, they have you know tens of millions of dollars invested in this. And if it gets out that the pedophiles are now stocking the virtual reality rooms, then they're going to lose money. So fucking money over kids' lives. But I got an interview with him. He's going to break it all down for us. So get ready for this. And just a little FYI, you have to wear your big boy, big girl panties for this discussion because it gets graphic. He talks about child abuse and he talks about what he's witnessed in the virtual reality chat.
1: You know, I want to be loving and caring. I'm, I do. I, I'm at my limit. You know, like I am I'm a, I'm a man and I, you know, I got two beautiful boys and they're the light of my life. And the thought of the, any of uh, the shit that I'm watching right now, the thought of any of that happening to them. Makes my blood curl, boil. It makes me yeah. feel murderous. You know, it makes just I want like I just see. I can't even see straight.
2: Okay, so explain like I'm sure a lot of my listeners don't even understand. Like you have to have sensors all over your body, so when you move, it's like being seen as if you're moving for real life, but in this virtual reality, right? Something like that.
1: Yeah. So basically, what happens is is you have these four what's called base stations in your room, and then I put them in the four corners of the room. And they are just basically lasers that uh, read uh, a tracker. So you have a tracker on your wrist, two trackers on your wrist, two trackers on your feet, one tracker on your hip, and then a tracker on your head. And then that will map your movement. And that will – it's pretty cool how the technology right. works. But basically it maps your movement in that space. You have to stay within the space of the four base stations, right? And then it will map your movement, and then it will send it to the computer. Now, you're wearing – the tracker on your head is actually just your headset. Okay. So, you wear your headset, and that has uh you look around and when you're looking around, you can see you know the world around you and that, so that alone is i don't know it's a very embodying experience um and, and actually you can you can do this with your phone by the way, and it's actually really easy there's Google cardboard, which is super cheap to buy, but basically you put your phone in this little thing, you put it up to your eyes and you download the app, and then you can look around and just being able to look around and have your perspective shared that's just incredibly embodying. Let alone the fact that then when, when you start moving your body, you see your feet moving, you see your hands moving. The best way to make people understand this is when I spent a lot of time in VR, you know, 100 hours plus, uh, you will start to lean on things in VR. And then realize it's only in VR it's not there in real life and you'll like fall over and stuff. Because, How do
2: you pick your avatar? Like, is there just a bunch of different like stuff you can choose from or is it some custom thing you made?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Chat has its own little selection. Most of them are pretty low quality, but they're all safe. They're all good for kids, let's say. Um, okay. But then it, they also, this is where things get dicey. They also let you upload your own content. So I actually made my own avatars and it, you know, pardon, uh, it's going to get a little PG-13 plus here. Okay. Mine has like a dick. It has uh my models just have vaginas, boobs, asshole, mouth, all that. And it's all synced up to where when you activate this thing, it will basically, for lack of a better word, suck the dick into it and make it disappear. And so once done correctly, it will all just really look like there's intercourse happening.
2: Okay, so right. it can be modified. Uh, you don't have to stick with the basics. You can upload yeah. your own shit and make it basically look as good as you can make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And and a lot of people and, and there's a whole there's a whole like marketplace for avatars. I know people that make you know ten thousand plus dollars a month on Patreon, uh, making avatars for people. And almost always it's going to be a naked avatar with a penis or a vagina or something like. That. This is uh this is what's going on right now in a game that's marketed towards thirteen year old boys and girls. Let me just read an excerpt from the server that I am uh you know I've been investigating today. Welcome to the Condemned VR show detailed info. Condemned shows are our most vicious shows and the main focus of watching a slave be killed. The slave can either be a slave that is a client bought and is putting into the show or is pre captured by the owner and, and is being put in the chair. Some condemned shows are straight-up torture sessions with a torture-fucking, torture and killing the slave, while some are sick competitions that pit one slave versus the other, with one slave having to die in the end. The only way a slave can get out of dying in condemned shows is if the client who bought the slave passes out. Uh, pulling your slave out of a condemned show that you put them in leads to a temporary ban for a month from the Elite Hunters Club. If a slave begs hard enough or really tries to get the heartstrings going, uh, I notice clients are starting to want to sympathize with her. I will offer a $250 starting bid for her life. If it is matched outbid by other clients, we will bring out an e-boy instead to be killed. All torture will continue on the condemned throughout. Only the death part will be changed to rape. If a slave wins a slave versus slave game during Condemn Show and is bought by a client, if no clients buy the winner, uh but buys the loser, winner dies. It goes on, but to be honest, I don't think we need to go on any further. VR Chat. And it's basically, it is the metaverse. It's like the baby version of metaverse. It is what the metaverse is built around and built off of.
2: And this is a game that's already out there that people can... Buy, buy for their kids, so their kids play yeah. on right now as we speak. It's already there. It's established.
1: I make I make my full time living off of that game, making you know adult and legal pornographic movies in it. So how do you verify it, age on like, something
2: like that? Like if you want to make sure I everyone's use, eighteen,
1: I use Pornhub and I am the only one. I ran a strip club. I ran a sex club. I mean, I did all of the adult things you can imagine, but I did them in the best way that you could hope for. Um and I was the only one to do it that way. One, I actually paid my models. Two, which no one else does. Uh two, I use Pornhub's verification process. So I have like thirty people on my Pornhub uh like verified as co models. So basically Pornhub has a background check age verification process where okay. uh, they send me a picture of their ID and then they send me a picture of their ID next to a piece of mail with their name on it. And everything has to match up. And then they send me a picture of their face and their ID with the piece of paper that has the date and whatnot. And then I send that to Pornhub, and then Pornhub verifies it.
2: Okay, good. So it's like, checked out. We're not getting, like, underage girls or models or whatever. Yeah. Because I want to get that, like, out yeah. of the way because I don't want this later to, like, people like, well, after the fact, I found out this person makes adult material. No, we don't have to hide that because fuck you if you have a problem with it. They're adults, and they can do with the fuck they want. That's out of the way. <laughs> We're dealing with adults yeah. I mean, and it's, the morality of it to me is
1: like secondary to, like the morality of porn. I should say, yeah, we can get into that conversation, but let's get into that conversation after we protect kids.
2: Thank from, you, kind of predators.
1: You know, like we yeah. can talk about that later. Yeah,
2: I f- I kind of face similar yeah. shit because people will hear me like cuss the way I speak and then come complain about that, but not say a word about all of these kids that are being raped, killed, tortured. It's like, did you, like, miss that whole part? You're just concerned I said the word fuck. So maybe if they're using it as a distraction so they don't actually have to focus on the real horrifying abomination of a problem.
1: Like, Listen, a kid watching porn is bad. It's not good for them. It's not good for their development. But this, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a kid watching porn happen. I'm talking about a kid engaging with someone. And it's not even just about, like, the sex part. It's about these predators will fuck these kids up mentally and and, and psychologically. And then you couple that up with the sexual acts that are done to them. When they are pantomiming, and I want to get graphic, not because I want to get graphic, trust me, it fucking kills me, but I want people to understand. I want parents, I want you to understand what is happening. So I'm going to get really graphic here. Do it. So trigger warning. When a child is engaging in sexual activity in VR chat, just imagine... Here is your 12-year-old boy or girl on their knees in real life. And yes, they have a VR headset on their headset, but they are on their knees and they are pretending to give a blowjob with their entire body to a pedophile who just might be saying some very dark and very disturbing things to them. And the whole while they're doing that, this person on the other end, who's probably a 40-year-old creep, is masturbating, making sounds into his microphone and saying things like, oh, yeah, you like that to this fucking kid. And the whole time this is happening, that kid is having to pantomime these actions with his or her body until finally that person finishes. And then, uh, you know, uh, the kid gets up or, or even worse, if the kid is also touching themselves, which I know in the video I released, that kid says it now after the first time he was basically raped in VR, which I'll get into in a second. Uh, he now masturbates too whenever he does ERP with adults. So all this while, you gotta realize that this is so much this is different than anything we've ever fucking even comprehended before online. No, it's not as bad as real life. And yes, that's fucking worse. But the problem with this is it's so more, it's so more prevalent and it's so more insidious because it's really tough to detect because, you know, your kid's just on a goddamn video game. This is not a kid playing GTA 5 with a controller in his hand. There is something fundamentally different with the psychology of being embodied and pantomiming those actions. Pantomiming and acting those things out. And that's just regular sex. What I'm talking about now is where I've just spent my entire fucking day having to sit through is a rape and murder, slave, trafficking, fucking Molech, Baal-worshipping, Satanist cult that charged people thousands of dollars to engage in simulated rape, murder, torture, and, and, and dismemberment, cutting off the heads of people and then fucking their corpse. And they did no age verification. So you better believe there was kids in there. They
2: have this
1: no age verification? Oh, oh, my God. There. How do they? i the only
2: what? one, I believe.
1: I think I'm the only one that does age verification. I mean, there's, there's they, I, <sighs> I, I was the one who pressured a lot of the big clubs into doing age verification back in the day. That's how this whole thing started because I... One of the models of the sex club wanted to work with me, and I asked her for her ID, and then she freaked out on me. Then I get a message from a bunch of fucking weirdo uh, admins saying, we've heard that you're trying to get the information from this girl. I'm like, wait, what? How are you, why are you surprised? you want a sex club. Don't you age verify? I need her fucking ID. I'm sorry. She's not going to do a porn with me unless I have her ID. And they banned me. They blocked me, and it was just like that's when I started the investigation. That's why I started the investigation. I was like, wait a second. Do none of these fucking 15,000-plus member discords actually age verify? And then that turns out that no, they don't. And of course, I was I recorded in a private uh, sex club, which is a big no-no. I mean, it's not like a legal thing. It's more like that's just what their, their personal rules are, no recording. Mm-hmm. You cannot go anywhere in a public world without kids running around screaming with like seven-year-old kids and stuff, especially the places where they're not supposed to be like the strip clubs and stuff, especially there. And so it's really tough for adults to, to go and meet new people and be adults Without kids running around, and so what happens is, is there just there's become this culture in VR chat of I got, I mean, there's people that I I fucking have in my server to the day that I have screamed at them because they're like, well, I have a I have a daughter in VR chat. It's this weird, like family thing that everyone does, where it's like I have a daughter in VR chat. I have a son. That's my twelve year old son. Listen, listen, people, if you are on an online platform and you are hanging out. With an underage kid, you're fucking not doing something right, and that's wrong, and don't do it. Every time I meet anyone who's under 18, I block them immediately. I block them on the spot. Just just because. It's just on principle, and as everyone should. But here's the problem, though. That culture has developed, and it's so pervasive. So now what you'll see is you'll see underage kids hanging out non-sexually with adults. And it just becomes real comfortable, and you know exactly where this leads to. You know exactly right. what that culture leads to. You know, man, it's like this—it's a goddamn ticking time bomb. You know, because like I get that that VR is not like real life, and what you're doing, honestly, is a lot more potent and powerful because you're stopping stuff from like real shit happening. But what VR has become, especially, is like this funnel for all the broken people, all the people that don't fit into society, which is growing more and more. Right, and it's just become this like just melting pot, but this like this acidic place that it, it, for pedophiles and creeps and sickos and, and just the worst kind of people alive are thriving. And you know, I always say that VR chat creates pedophiles. Now, let me explain why real quick, and I'll make this concise because I know you need to get your question. So, basically. You have, and I, I I, do not want to shame anyone. I want to make this really clear because I understand these men more than they may know. I was pretty heavily bullied as a child and I was very fat and I had man and I was very awkward and I didn't want to take off my shirt when I went to the beach because I didn't want people to make fun of me and so I very much understand what it feels like to be rejected. But you have a lot of men coming in VR chat who are socially awkward, maybe even autistic, uh, or just outright, you know, a lot of them have body issues, a lot of them have self-confidence issues, and they come in our chat, and suddenly they can wear the avatar of a handsome, dashing, six-packed cool guy. And they are the coolest looking thing, and they, pay, they, they spend a lot of money to look cool. And they're cool as fuck. And they go out there, and they go to hang out in the world, and here is this beautiful, sexy, I mean, this, these avatars are spicy let's just say they are I mean, you know what you can do with 3D right you can make the most beautiful woman possibly imaginable Mm -hmm. and here is this girl and she's got full breasts and she is sweet as fucking honey and she'll give you all her attention because she's looking for someone too because maybe she's got daddy issues or whatever and then you find out she's 14 and it's like oh man but I really love her you know I really want to be with her and like you know what Culture doesn't understand of PR anyways, right? And it just—it's just like that catalyst. It's just that catalyst, and and these guys are don't have the self confidence to approach like you know real women. But man, girls, most of the fourteen year old girls in this game, I'll tell you right now, I would bet fifty percent or more have been molested because that's why they're here. That's right. not why. That's why they're not out there with their friends hanging out the mall. They're in VR because they're hiding. And so they've got serious issues, and they got attention issues, and they will give their attention, and they demand attention to the highest degree, and there is, it's like a drug to these types of guys. I'm sure it will be a drug to me. I'm not saying I'm better than them, you know, because like it it's a trap. It's an absolute fucking trap for these guys. And because all it takes is for them just to slip that world under, just, just a little bit under the carpet, and then suddenly you got a girl that's going to give you all the fucking attention that you've never gotten your whole life from women and she's got the body of a full grown woman right she's got the pitch she's got the ass all of that just one tiny little thing she's a child
0: so you guys this is just the tip of the iceberg i'm gonna end here today but we're gonna have a bonus episode and we're gonna have Mays explain how parents can protect their kids we're also going to go into detail and what exactly vr chat does what it represents and what we can expect when Facebook goes live. Oh, sorry, when Meta goes live. So, there's a lot of crazy shit coming up, and hopefully, this can prepare some of you guys that have kids who go and play in virtual reality chat, and not even just virtual reality chat. Like we've been saying, that's just one social media platform in virtual reality. There's so many more. So next week, we will tie this all up, get these questions answered, and get you guys informed. But until then, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.